Hi, I'm Kezia, brain injury survivor and a member of BIND. And hi, I'm Carrie, stroke survivor and BIND member. Welcome to episode 9 of BIND Ways, where we're going to talk about returning to work. And today's guest is Megan. Megan loves her pugs and loves to change her hair color, which we love to watch because it always brightens our days when we see her, what she's done with her new styles. And Megan has returned to work, so we're very excited to have Megan here on our podcast today. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, my name is Megan, and I'm excited to be here today. And I had multiple ischemic strokes, one occurrence eight and a half years ago, and this resulted in global aphasia and hearing issues. And I was a proud bond member for three years before I returned to work. That's awesome. Welcome to Bindways, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Bind's Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Bind Waves. Let's get on with the show. So Megan, before your stroke, what did you do for work? Well, before I got sick, I was a software engineer for a defense contractor. And in this role, I created software on a Linux platform. And this code was written in C++ and Java and Qt. And this code was ran on reconnaissance planes and ground stations. However, this is not the role I returned to work for. I returned back to my first group, which is the group that hired me straight out of college. They hired me as a co-op. And then after I graduated from college, they hired me full time. And in this role, I get to work from home, which is awesome. And uh, the software we write, it helps engineers to be more productive with their time and their chargeable time. That's wonderful. Uh, your job sounds difficult because I cannot say those words. I'm like, I, was, I already lost track. Of I was going to say, I, I know all of them except for QT. And I was going to say, but that's Quick Trip, right? I'm just kidding. No, it's Quick Trip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so I love hearing about your job before and after. Um, but as a very proud BIND member, what were your normal um, normal looks, normal days look like here at the BIND Clubhouse? Well, I was really drawn to the communications unit and that's because you get to use your computer skills. And in the communications unit, we did many tasks, but we usually started our day off by uh, reading email and we created calendars, we wrote blogs, and we had like four computers and all of us would be working on tasks. And, and I was drawn to that because I'm a software engineer. And of course, this is not the same task as being a software engineer, but it kind of uses the same skill set. And I also became a lead when I was in communications. And, and I learned how to be a better leader by reading leadership books. And I modeled behavior for the members and gave them um, praise to help them with their confidence, and which in turn helped my confidence. I love that. I know that's because that's actually how I met you. That's how I met you. I was at. I was trying to figure out what does the communications team do, and I loved going there, mostly <laughs> to chill with you. <laughs> I think I took up your time. <laughs> so, how did Bind help you and encourage you get back to work? Well, obviously, the staff members encouraged me to come to work, but I was really hesitant to do that 
because I was scared of the financial impacts due to my disability benefits. But overall, working in the communication units helped me to obviously with their uh, computer skills and they also helped me with my leadership skills and my confidence. So overall, it just also did some speaking engagements. I spoke, my first time was at Colin College and there's like 600 people there. And I was like <laughs> so scared, but it turned out great. And I even spoke at Virginia Beach. And that's right. And but all these skills combined helped me to return to work in the future. That's great. And I know you did some volunteering before you went back to work to kind of get your feet wet. Tell us a little bit about your volunteering experience. Yeah, uh, I was a little scared to do volunteering because of my disability benefits. I didn't want them to be impacted, but eventually I got comfortable doing that. But I actually participated in four different uh, volunteer roles. I started off at a, a horse rescue and I didn't even know how to start volunteering. <laughs> right. I looked at volunteer match online and I found a place called Thurway Ponies, which is pretty close to my house because I didn't want to drive very far. And, uh, and I was like so scared my first day because I didn't know how it would turn out because I have a disability. But it, the lady was nice and she showed me the ropes. And this was very hard work. I had to <clears throat> Uh, work in the cold and the heat. I had to lift uh, heavy horse feed bags and hay, but I enjoyed it because it made me feel uh, productive with my time and gave me confidence. Right. And then eventually I got tired of sitting at home. I got, caused me to have some depression. And so I was like, what else can I do to fill my days? Right. So then I started volunteering at some two different uh, libraries. I did the summer reading program for Farmersville, uh, which basically I just got supplies for uh, parents and kids for their art projects. And I also helped shove books in at Greenville Library. And I also uh, volunteered at Greenville Hospital in the front desk. And this helped me to practice my communication skills. And I really liked it there. And the people were all so nice. And um, they, I thought maybe I could return to work there one day. I usually have family that worked there, but that didn't really work out for me because uh, my first hire, my first boss hired me back from my first job. Right. So it worked out. Yeah, definitely. it worked out perfect for you. Yeah. So I, I love hearing about that. Like your, your boss from before still loved you, still looks up to you for everything. Um, I love hearing all of these parts of your story, um, but I know what you were talking about, like your confidence being one of the main concerns for you. I, how long did you, like, did it take you to actually go back to work? Like, how long were you thinking, like, I'm not ready, this is not happening for me to be able to go back to work? Actually, it was for six and a half years, and it was a large gap in time in my work history. But like I said, I was scared to make that jump due to the financial risk. But actually, how I returned to work is kind of happened by chance because my dad and husband and I all worked at the same company and my husband was returning to work one day and he ran into one of my task leads from my very first job that hired me straight out of college and he asked how I was doing and so my husband told him that they wouldn't allow me to come back to work after I got sick and so this task lead talked to his boss which is actually my first boss and they worked together to help me get rehired. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. So I know you talked about, you know, some of your needing confidence and you have some aphasia. So what were your limitations going back to work? Well, my biggest limitation when I went back was my hearing, and I still have trouble with that. And I was worried what my boss would think and my group would think, but my boss made me feel comfortable about it and that he would work with me. He actually told me that he had a friend that was deaf. And he told me that uh, he used to talk to her on a, a phone that had captions. And so I know his exposure to the disability community would help me. Right. And so, but when I went for my first interview, I gave him a list of accommodations I would need to be successful in the job. And I also gave it to HR. Um, and it took them some time, but eventually they approved for me to come back. And but in terms of my job as a software engineer, we use technology for our, our communications all the time. We use instant messaging, we use email. And, and I was really worried about the phone situation because of my hearing and the meetings. <clears throat> but uh, my company uses Skype and Microsoft Teams for meetings. And actually Skype, it doesn't have captions, which was a struggle for me, but they're actually retiring that today. So that's Ooh. gone. Yay! Exciting! <laughs> yeah. Little things that happen at work, but it is so exciting. Yeah, yeah Microsoft Teams does have captions, and I can see who's speaking. So it makes it, it's just a huge burden off my shoulders as somebody that's hearing impaired. It makes it right. so much easier. But I would like to circle back to the limitations that other people put on me even before I returned to work. Right. <clears throat> I mean, this started when I was in ICU. The doctors told my family that I would never work again and that I would never get better. And this negativity just kind of followed me through my recovery journey. And this caused me to have confidence issues. And of course. I actually sought counseling. And my counselor, she had a brain injury herself. I think when she was 16 when she had hers. And so I felt a connection with her. And, but working with her helped me process my medical issues and the grief I had over that. And she helped me uh, ingrain, uh, regain my confidence. That's good. And it's good to hear that your employer was willing to help you with your limitations and accommodate you as need as a disability. And I think that's key that a lot of people need to know that it's okay to ask for accommodations to help you when you go back to work, right? Yes, my boss is awesome and my group is very successful. Uh, supportive. Supportive, <laughs> of course. And I love that to hear that it took you like, like you said, like six years to go back to work. You worked on yourself during this time. You found an awesome um, boss awesome team and that was very supportive but now you've been at work how long two years i've yeah. been back april 20th will be two years for me great two years and it's going great for you you have so much support everything's going great so it's been great two years of yeah. going back to work and so I, congratulations yes congratulations and i heard you just had a very positive performance review which makes me happy yay yeah uh, yeah i didn't know what to expect but yeah my boss told me that i exceeded expectations right which i was shocked but yeah. i was really happy about That's that great so if there's anything that you would like words of encouragement to give to new survivors or just to give to our listeners in general that don't know much about brain injuries, 
you know, what kind of words of encouragement would you like to give out there for survivors to know, for the world to know that we're still normal people and we can go back to work? <laughs> yeah. I would like to say to not worry about the negativity that, survive, uh, that survivors face because, like I said, that started with the doctors and other people because a lot of people just don't understand. Uh, and when I was in rehab, they first told me, you know, to focus on small victories. And these small victories add up over time. And for me, these small victories added up to me returning to work. And you can still return to work, even if it's been a large amount of time in your work history. For me, it was six and a half years. Right. And to work over time. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, small victories, I think sometimes it could be like small victories are lovely. They're amazing, no matter how small or how big. And that's true. But I'm very like eager for things to go down. Like, yes, it has to be done today. So small victories to me are sometimes frustrating <laughs> like I want things today so I love it I love that you said small victories and those are good things and the huge process that you have been doing within this time right I think that's amazing so really congratulations on all the great things right. that you've been doing and one of the things we haven't really talked about you know you know you're a bind member you've gone back to work but you're still a bind member once a bind member always a bind member so you're always welcome to come back anytime you want and like this help us with our podcast you you still come to some of our events and do whatever and even if you wanted to come back and volunteer here one day and just come hang out for a day because you are bored you've got a you've got time off from work and you know you're always welcome and we love having you around here at bind yes and i feel like bond is my family bind is your family i love that i love that you're like Almost every guest has said that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, is, that is a consistent theme about Vine, which I think yes. is absolutely wonderful. And one of the things we want everyone, all of our listeners to understand is that here at the Brain Injury Network of Dallas, we definitely want to make sure that everyone is welcome and encouraged and everyone does become like family. We're all brothers and sisters. We tend to lose some friendships after our injuries, but the friendships we make here are even so much more than friendships. So it's really amazing. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned family. That is a consistent theme going on throughout. So it's been wonderful talking to you today, Megan. And I know we, you know, I don't know, before we go, actually, do you have anything, just because it's top of mind, we all know Bruce Willis just got diagnosed with aphasia. Is there anything you'd like our listeners that don't know much about aphasia to know? Well, I mean, there's different types of aphasia. Sure. Like, for me, I mean, some people can't read. I mean, some people, you know, can't talk. For me, I mean, I have my main problem was my hearing. But, I mean, I mean, not everybody has the same, you know, factors in their disability right. for aphasia. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I was diagnosed with aphasia, too. And my thing is reading. I can speak. Sometimes I'll forget words or take a little longer to understand. One of my friends tells me that it's kind of like playing Scategory. Uh, What's that name of that game? We have to describe like, oh, I'm thinking about. That like, could be categories. Or, I don't. I think I know which game, but I, I don't I have a face right here, but I can't think right now. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I can't think about the right word. And I explain like what I'm trying to say to my friends, and they're like, "It's kind of fun talking to you, just because." Are you thinking taboo? Taboo, yeah. The games One like of that. that, yeah. They're they're fun game, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of just... like that. But for the most part, like it's just extremely exhausting to read, and that's why I'd rather voice message instead of text messaging. And then you're like the opposite. Text messaging is better for you than. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Everyone has a different brain injury affecting different parts. 
of our system and I'm just like so amazed that you're back at work and you're being so successful and I need to reach that point where you are like <laughs> I'm yeah that's what I need to reach um, so you inspire me for everything that you've been sharing um, I think before we've had like an issue with like our um, social security, disability, blah, blah, blah. Right. SSDI and right. disability. I know. Yeah. Someday we'll get someone on here that can explain and help us all understand the difference between SSDI, social security, disability, income, and SSI, social security, or social, Something. yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there's, there's so many acronyms and disability income and insurance that's the other one i was trying to figure out but so someday hopefully we'll get our listeners we'll get someone on here that can help explain all those income terms because i know that gets difficult for all of us i know you had some concerns with that because you were on long-term disability and then had to you know that's one of the big concerns for a lot of survivors going back to work is you can only make x amount of money before you lose your disability income yeah and i was worried about that because i had to have a roof over my head and if i when I went back to work, my LTD was cut off automatically and actually my income totaled up to 60% of my old salary. And so if I didn't have that full 60%, we wouldn't lose the roof over our head. So I was always scared to make that jump for a long time. But SSDI for me, uh, they give you a trial to work period and uh, they test your ability to work for nine months. And in, during this time, I had to submit my pay stub to them for nine months, <laughs> which oh <my> <laughs> it was a bit of pain, but uh, I, the benefit is I got an income for nine months and then it cut off after nine months. But if something happens and I can't work, I, that lasts for three years. Yeah, so that's great. And then you had to reapply after three years. Sure. Well, Megan, we so much appreciate you being here today and taking your time and letting us know all about how great it is to be back to work and encouraging our listeners that going back to work is possible after a brain injury. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I love being here for you to be here, so you'll have to come back. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners for listening to us today and stay tuned for the next episode of Bind Waves. Have come a great back. day. Bye. Bye. I'm Michael. I'm a member here at Bind since 2016, so for the last six years. And this book is a collection of our individual stories and some artwork. If you would think you would like to pick one of these up, you can either go to our website or come into the clubhouse and pick one up in person. Hi, I'm Grant, and uh, here's my joke. It is, a man was sent to uh, the hospital for a traumatic brain injury, and the doctor sits across from him and says, okay, do you know where you are? And he says, yeah, Presbyterian Hospital. And he says, okay, do you know what my name is? And he says, yeah, I'm Dr. Hamilton. And the doctor says, well, it looks good. And he leaves the room, and turns. the guy turns to the nurse and says, Man, I hope you didn't ask me any more questions. And the nurse says, why? And he says, because all that information was on his outfit. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace.
And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching until next time. Until next time. Hello. We hope you are enjoying our podcasts. There are many ways for you to get involved in our work and support Bynes Brain Injury Network. Make a donation now at thebind.org. Shop the Bind store on our website. Become a Bind volunteer. Contact our team today to help make a difference in the lives of brain injury survivors. Don't forget, donate, shop, volunteer, and get involved.